0: This is The Boxing Betting Show with Tom
1: Craze. Welcome to episode 12 of The Boxing Betting Show. My name is Tom Craze. This week, uh, we're going to look at the biggest fight of the year, actually, from a slightly different perspective, through a different lens. Um, And I've been going back and forth with myself this week on whether this is the biggest fight of the year, Ruiz Joshua, And I think it probably is. It almost sounds a bit glib just to say off the cuff that this is the biggest fight of the year. This is the one with the most at stake. But you compare it back to the 2019 we've had, you've had maybe Canelo Kovalev, Wilder Ortiz is probably in the conversation. But I think in terms of scale and significance, the rematch of the biggest heavyweight upset of the year is is going to be tough to top. I'm joined by another Tom, actually, to talk me through the action and the prices this weekend. Uh, And we're going to do it in the context of talking about spread betting. Now, for those who don't understand what that means and, and what that concept is, we're, we're going to get right into that. But what we normally talk about on the show is fixed odds betting, and, that, and that's your the kind of bread and butter for most people. Spread betting is a completely different type of betting, but it's a lot of fun. Um, we're going to start at the very, very ground level, and we're going to talk you guys through it and hopefully pique your interest in it as well so Tom head boxing trader at sporting index how did you um you get into spread betting Tom it's a bit of a it's a bit of a different one we have had a trader on the show before but it was it was fixed odds spread betting is most people who have heard of it would relate it to maybe financial trading and and kind of view in that sphere but I think for many it would be a, a bit of a foreign concept
0: yes definitely it's um it's very similar to sort of shares financial betting um how did i get into it i knew people who worked for sporting index before and i came in as sort of a, a in play sort of trader for lots of different sports and fell in fell into boxing basically and moved moved up through that
1: so you're i'm right in saying that you're the chief uh, boxing trader now and you do a bit of tennis trading there as well
0: yeah yeah tennis and boxing yeah
1: okay one good example and, and... It doesn't really apply to us over in the in the UK, but I know points bet over in the US, popularizing spread betting on sports, um, and mostly in relation to the NFL. But in the UK, it's it's a bit more marginalised, I'd say. Um, yes, very niche. From a personal perspective, it's something I've been doing. Kind of going back, I said on the show, I've probably been betting for well, since I was old enough to do so. But these days, actually, my my football betting. I'm predominantly a boxing bettor, but the only real football betting I do is actually spread betting these days, just because I, I enjoy it a lot more than I still have the occasional accumulator. You know, well, but yeah. in in terms of actually slightly more serious bets on football, I would always do a spread bet. And I hold my hands up; I'm not very good at it, but I, I really enjoy it. And there's the kind of you get the highs and lows that you never really kind of got in uh, in fixed odds. But enough about me. If you're a fixed odds better why would you consider making the move to sports spread betting and and how do you kind of make that leap as it were?
0: So fixed odds are either right or wrong it either happens doesn't happen you bet one of two ways it's a lot more volatile spread betting so there's more excitement you get if you're if you're correct you get rewarded more if you're wrong you get punished more so for example like you say football betting you could you could bet over two and a half goals on a fixed odds line, but in a spreads bet, you would, you know, say you think there's going to be more than two and a half, and you think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. If you bought at two, you know, two, two and three quarters, two and a half, and there were four goals, you would potentially, depending on your stake, win more than you would have if you bet fixed odds. Um, so I think it's it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more fun, like you say. I think there's, you know, even if even if you're if you've got a strong view, or you think that the price is wrong, you can win a lot more. But you can also, you know, the downside is that you're not just going to lose your stake. I mean, I'm sure we'll get on to explain how that works.
1: There's maybe a bit of ego in there as well. And yeah, I think, correct. It, it's that notion of the the more right you are, the more you can actually win. So, the the kind of satisfaction of actually nailing a, a prediction or nailing a bet can be amplified by several several factors. Um, just to kind of embellish what you said there in, in, in terms of a football market. So let's say I backed, kind of give a real world example. Let's say I, I backed, my stake was 50 quid, let's say, nice round round number, and I backed a, uh, a football match to go over 3.2 goals, let's say. Yep. My potential loss there would be 3.2 times my 50 this quid, if, if it finished nil-nil, right? Correct, correct. If the game then finished with... Uh, let's say, seven goals and 4-3 or something ridiculous like that, I would win the difference between the 3.2 and the 7. Yeah, times times your 50 pound. Times the 50 pound, so 50 times, times 3.8. 3.8, which is yeah. obviously a big difference. So if you just backed over under in, in football, and you think, I think everyone who's ever had a football bet and they backed over 2.5 and the game's finished, you know, something ridiculous, it's turned into an absolute feast of goals, would look at that and think, Oh, why didn't I back four point five, five point five, six point five? I guess the great thing about spread betting is that that sort of disappointment almost is gone because you, you get rewarded every time you're right and it keeps bets alive for much longer. You yeah. know, as you say, the volatility is 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 much greater, but you're you're kind of always in the game, as it were.
0: Yeah, and if you say, like you say you backed you bought at three point two on the spreads and there were three goals, you would lose the point two of your fifty rather than your whole stake if you had backed, you know, uh, sort of a three and a half line fixed odds. You you can lose less as well if you're if
1: you're only just wrong. So you, you kind of get close to the mark and correct. You, yeah, you cut your losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. It's not
0: just you know pre-match. There's in-play. You know, say for for your example, if there's a a, game, a football game that's in for three point two pre pre-match and they score two early goals and the the spread goes to five five point five. If you were then to cash out at the five, so sell the goals at five for your fifty, you've then locked in that profit. And there might not be any more goals in the match. It might finish at two-nil. As things happen in sport, the 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 quote or the spread, as we say, will move, and you then have a choice of, you know, staying with it, cashing out, going again, if you think there's going to be a lot more of that of that instance happening. There's it's like you say it's volatile, it's exciting. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's just different it's just different and it, it like you say if you, if you if you have an opinion this this will reward you more or punish you more for that opinion than a fixed odds bet will
1: it doesn't always apply quite so much in boxing because boxing is a, is a strange kind of sport to bet on at the most of the times and we'll, we'll touch on some of the markets that there are offered and that you can get involved with boxing but for me and t- certainly in other sports and, and in football as I say it has sort of it's kind of supercharged that you, you kind of get rewarded or, or punished, you know. And it's it is very rare, actually, in, in all my years of, of doing spread betting, that you kind of hit a complete zero. So, yeah, yeah. You know, even you have to be completely, completely wrong to lose your entire stake. And, and that's, quite, that's quite comforting in a way. It's actually, I, look, all I need is a, a, another goal. Whereas if you've yeah. backed an over under in football and you're waiting on 2.5 goals and the game is at nil nil. You still need in three, yeah. You know, you're dead and buried all all the way through, but you can get a couple of goals late on and and suddenly things become manageable.
0: It makes everything that happens in whatever you're watching important. It makes everything count. So, you know, football especially, and especially things like boxing, like uh, if you've backed under rounds or whatever and a knockdown happens and that round comes shorter or, you know, The quote comes lower you you're then on side you can cash out you can you know you're rewarded for being that that way if that makes sense
1: yeah it it does we'll get onto that um that market later but as you, as you say for the fight minutes in in boxing if you're buying or selling literally every minute matters yeah, every, every minute has a, a has a price on it and it, that's yeah. quite a, that's quite something yeah tom what's your um, your personal opinion of the of the joshua fight this weekend it's a, it's a vastly different betting proposition from from the first fight yeah. um
0: personally hmm. i can't see it being much different to the first fight okay um i mean the the movement in odds would you know tell you that that's the way that other bookmakers and the public see it obviously with Joshua still favorite I just think I, d- I don't think Joshua can cope with what Ruiz has to offer um, it's it's a bit of a different prospect with the fast hands yeah d- Joshua gets called too easily for me
1: I think there is that question mark there isn't it? that maybe Maybe Ruiz is just is just his kind of kryptonite. I just I don't think you can
0: become a much better boxer in the short space between the two fights. I think that's going to be Joshua's problem. Um, I could be wrong, and <laughs> if I am wrong, then you know the spreads will be will be out. But
1: like I say it's a completely different betting market the first fight was so lopsided in terms yep. of the odds everything was you know it was all Joshua it was all yep. all KO it was all early this time it feels like everything is in play potentially so there's yep. there's a lot of potential opportunities there whether whether fixed odds or or whether spreads and i think most Pretty much every route you would go down has a backable price, and you can make an argument for pretty much every outcome. I would say there's very few that you look at and say, "Well, that's that's so overpriced, I can't go near it." But it's such a tough fight to call. I think exactly. Yeah, I, I've gone back and forth on it, um and the, you know, my mind mind has changed several times. And every kind of consideration, every kind of scrap of evidence, every alternate viewpoint you hear or read, you know, and that will carry on over the over the week to come. I think, but it's. It's a really interesting one. There's, there's been a bit of a, a drift actually on, Josh, has, on Joshua yeah. in the wake of the first fight. He opened two to seven, one to three, three to ten. So they still, a, a, you know, a really firm favourite, even though he's just been knocked out. Yeah. Over the past week or so, two to five, four to nine. Yeah. Um, I was actually told last night that by uh, a friend, Jim Caras, one to two was available in the US with with firms like Five Dimes and so on. So. The money is coming in for Ruiz. He's no bigger now than two to one.
0: I think this week, though, towards the end of the week, you could see Joshua shorten again.
1: Just the public money.
0: Yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting. Every day you come in you, or you look at it, you kind of think, "Well, that's drifted again," or you know, the KO's drifted. And
1: have you seen that same kind of trend in in the spreads markets? Does it? Does well, for us, for us, the, the business
0: way? so far is all pretty much with Joshua. Okay. Um, just, just I think I think that's more, especially on like the spread market. So the supremacy, there's a lot of um, backing of Joshua in that, which I'm sure we'll get on to explain later. But it's basically people favouring him to win by knockout is what the price is encouraging at the moment. Not so much, not so much on Ruiz. Yeah, a lot of people actually selling Ruiz, so saying it's going to be a draw or Joshua on the hundred index. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, and, so, and how does that compare to to last time? Was it presumably uh, it,
0: Joshua everything was everything was KO and Joshua last time yeah on the on the hundred index and selling of things like rounds and minutes. So saying it's going to be under the quote, it's a short fight. Joshua KO, yeah. It's a it's very um, it's a very Joshua friendly business we've got at the moment.
1: So let's spin around then to let's let's kind of get familiarized. Let's say with with the spreads markets. Um, there's a few, I think there's, I think I counted eight main markets that Sporting Index are offering on Ruiz Joshua. Yeah. Um, let's start with the markets that we we said just before we came on air, really, that the that anyone in, in most involved with fixed odds would kind of find themselves most at home with straight away, which are the, the binary markets, um, Tom.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So, spread betting, you have a market and you have a sell and a buy price. Um, so effectively, if you sell that price, you want less of the thing to happen, and if you buy it, you want more of it. So spread betting is essentially a point based, points are allocated in each market for an outcome. Um, so for a 100 index, which is like you say, similar to fixed odds, you get zero if it doesn't happen, 100 if it happens, there's no, there's no in between. Um, so for example, Joshua 100 win index if he wins it gets 100 if it's a draw or Ruiz win it makes up 0 so the way spread betting works is the quote for that would be 66 to sell 72 to buy at the moment so if you thought Joshua was going to win the fight regardless of method of victory you just thought he was going to win you'd buy that market at 72 now what that means is if he won you would get the difference between 72 and the makeup which would be 100 so you'd get 28 times your stake now. If you lost and you bought at seventy-two, you'd lose seventy-two times wherever you staked. So it's obviously you have to be quite careful. You have to when you when you are staking, you need to think about what the the worst case scenario for you would be. In this case, a makeup of zero would be the worst case if you bought at seventy-two. Yep. Um, so you need to think about that when you when you sta- when you when you're thinking of your stake. For example, if you wanted to lay Joshua uh, as, you know, say he's not going to win the fight, you'd sell it at 66. So if he didn't win, you would win 66 times your stake because the makeup would be zero and the difference between zero and 66 is 66. If he went on to win, you'd lose the 34 difference between 66 that you sold at and the 100 it makes up at. Now we have that market for Joshua Ruiz and the draw.
1: I guess the the key point there, and as the name suggests, with the binaries, it is one or the other. We we yep. touched on earlier that, you know, with the football total goals, you can get closer, but with the binaries, you, you can You're you're either going to win a um, difference to 100, yeah. You're going to win that total makeup, or you're going to lose your entire stake, right? Yep.
0: Yep. For those markets, you 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 can go both ways. So you can sell at 66, you can buy at 72 for Joshua. You can sell the draw at one if you think there's no chance it's going to be a draw you sell at one but then you are liable for if it is a draw 99 times what you stake to that one
1: would you say the binaries are the most popular transporting Defin- kind of market definitely, yeah?
0: definitely between so obviously you have your traditional spread clients but a lot of sort of new new clients the, the first markets they bet on are hundreds hundreds binaries um just because they can relate them to fixed odds it, it's a clear outcome for them it's uh it, if it doesn't happen it's zero if it happens it's a hundred if it happens i win this if it doesn't happen i lose this whichever way they go and we have that for you know markets like to go the distance method of victory group round betting all that sort of stuff and just to win the fight they're all binaries they're all or a hundred if it happens doesn't happen
1: um, and is there an easy conversion that that someone who was uh, a, a kind of well versed odd that it could look at and kind of flip the the fractional decimals into a, a spreads quote. Or is there a way that they could do that?
0: Yeah. So if they if they say they wanted to buy Joshua at seventy two, if you just divide a hundred by seventy two, it would give you the the decimal price. If that makes sense. So yeah. so you would effectively, if you were buying Joshua at seventy two, you'd be backing him up one point three nine as a decimal. Obviously, your stake is then important in that because you're not just going to if you have 100 pound at 72 you're going to be liable for that 72 down to zero if he doesn't win so it it's definitely a less in your stakes than you would a fixed odds bet because it's not i lose 20 quid if i back this it's if i back 20 quid on this i lose 20 quid it's not that it's i'm going to lose 72 times your 20 that 20 which yeah. if you are having a fixed odds bet that potentially is far more than you you wanted to bet so it's it's about working out what your worst case scenario is which is why a lot of people start with these binaries when they first
1: start you know when they first open an account with sporting index because they are contained within that, that Correct. top Correct. 100 Correct. yeah Correct. okay how does um ruiz look on the on the win index then
0: so he's a, he's a 28 to sell 34 to buy so it's effectively just over two to one or just under two to one if you wanted to back him or buy him okay. Um, so, it's a, it's a lot higher than it obviously was in the first fight. I mean, the first yeah. fight, Joshua was 95.5, I think, to buy. So, you know, that he's, he's 72 now, obviously, it's it's with the market, but it's quite a big swing per point, if you see what I mean, the difference between 95 and 72.
1: Yeah, whereas 95, you've only got that. You can win four and a half points. Four, four and a half points to yeah. your state. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so hopefully that, that's making sense to the guys the guys listening. Um also there you have the draw down at uh a sell of one, I think it yep. is, and yeah. a buy three point five. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um oh yeah, I don't think there's any any argument for the draw, but I, I don't know. No. <laughs> Presumably that's not why you take a lot of money on.
0: No, not really. You, you you do tend to get the odd the odd buyer of the draw. Um but I We haven't seen it much for this fight. I think just the way the first one went, I don't think there's much argument that that's a market you'd want to be looking at. Really,
1: do you get out of interest? Do you get anyone selling the draw? Um,
0: Only for pennies, because Mm. obviously it's it's not pennies, but it's ninety nine the other way if it does happen. You know, say it stops. You know, it it could be with the knockdowns and I think you could get 10, eight rounds, you, you know, you could be getting anything you could, you could end up at a draw potentially if it goes that far. Um, it, it'd be the
1: same as selling a, uh, laying the draw on, a, on an exchange, right? Exactly. It's like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You have to be pretty risk averse to, to make that your only bet of the Correct. fight. Wouldn't you? Correct. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, Tom, we'll move on to one of the, the main markets, uh, I think I'm right in saying, which is the supremacy market. So this is where you're, you're still picking a winner of the fight, but the, the line and the potential uh, makeup and, and volatility is a little bit higher.
0: So, the way I'd explain this market is is how much you think someone is going to win by and this market is determined by how many round ends are remaining when the result happens. So, for this one, we've got Joshua Ruiz at 8.11. Now, the way the points allocated for this is is if the fighter wins on points, the makeup is ten in either direction. So if Joshua wins on points, the makeup is ten. If Ruiz wins on points, the makeup of this market would actually be minus ten. And then the way that it works for rounds end. So for every round end remaining in the fight, it's three point three points to that fighter. So if Joshua wins in round twelve, the makeup is thirteen. If he wins in round one, the makeup is Uh, 46 now obviously that this can go completely the other way if Ruiz knocks Joshua out in round one it would make up minus 46 and if you've bought Joshua at 11 you're, you're losing 57 times your stake so it it's it's more of a you think Joshua's gonna win he's gonna win by KO you'd buy it at 11 because if he wins on points it's 10 you've lost one times your stake if it's a draw it makes up zero it's you've lost 11 times. Um, so these one this is more of a traditional sort of spread market where there is a negative makeup you're rewarded for how right or wrong you are not just being wrong or right.
1: Yeah for those who are kind of looking here the the way that the the market is presented here is important as well isn't it so yeah correct. It's Anthony Joshua forward slash Andy Roos Jr with the the favorite or the guy that you're selling or buying always presented on the on the left hand side, is that right?
0: Correct. So we, we call it Anthony Joshua over Andy Ruiz. So Joshua mm-hmm. is going to beat Ruiz, and this is the quote. He is the favorite, and this is the quote. Now, if fight if mid fight, that completely flips. The market would then change to Ruiz over Joshua if he knocks him down four times and the price completely flips. Yep. You know, so that's one to bear in mind that these things can flip. They do have negative makeup so you know that you're rewarded for how right or wrong you are
1: I do quite like the supremacy market in that it does give you that what's the word the, the kind of reinforcement that if you are right if I'm convinced that a guy is going to win the fight regardless of, of the means I'm I'm sure he's going to win the fight and I buy let's say his his buy price is 11 like it is with Joshua here yep. if he wins the fight and he wins by decision that makes up at 10. Um, so I've, I've lost a single time to my sake. That's, Correct. that's fine. But I've got an inkling. I've just got a feeling that he might get to the other guy late on. I could see him potentially forcing a stoppage with that. Then I, I'm I'm effectively weighing up my risk versus reward, really, because I'm saying, as far as I'm concerned, this guy's a hundred percent going to win. Yep. You know? And I'm certainly not talking about Joshua Ruiz, yep, here, but, yep, yep. um, but then if, because the, the buy price is quite low, I'm comfortable losing one times my stake. That's that's fine. That's okay. However, if he stopped him halfway, I get my, uh I get the the win, and which is my ten, and then I get the, let's say mid round stoppage. I get three times. Oh, sorry, six times three, on top of the the ten points. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So you'd get to, if he stopped him. Let's say he stopped him around ten. You'd get three three points for every end round remaining so you've still got 10, 11, 12 so you're getting nine points plus your 10 for being he wins so you're, you're getting 19 the earlier he stops him so every round he stops him before that you're getting an extra three times your stake now the, the the this this fight in particular because Ruiz and the way it went last time is you know a shorter price to Win by KO than Ruiz is to win by points. That's why the the Joshua quote is quite low compared to where it was last time. Of you know yeah, 25, yeah. 28 is what it was last time. So that's so that's indicating an early stoppage for Joshua. Whereas this time it's, it's more even in in a supremacy term. The the fight winner price maybe isn't even, but the the way this market can can make up negatively if Ruiz wins means the quote is a lot lower.
1: What we should say there is when there's a fight that's even closer on paper, um, where you've got two guys going off, you know, I wouldn't say 50-50, but price, yeah. Yeah, the the buy price then goes further down. So you win, let's say, I don't know, I'm buying at seven perhaps, and then my guy wins on points, I I get three points for yep. the for the points win. And then obviously if he if he wins by stoppage, you you get that bonus of three Correct. points per round Correct. as well. So it's it's almost like um I think I'm right in saying a bit a bit like a split ball asian handicap in that sense isn't it you you've kind of got a partial win if he yep. wins yes. by decision and then the the bonus on top if he yeah to get the done side okay um that market then Tom is that seeing a lot of action
0: yes a lot of buys of joshua so we a lot of buys at sort of 11 or 12 as it was before this slight drift on joshua um, yeah it's a lot that's that's one of the biggest for us at the moment a lot of business buying Joshua at 11 so people think he's going to win inside the distance effectively and or think that he cannot possibly lose the worst that happens is 10 so they're only losing one um not really many sellers sellers of that at the moment
1: that's interesting I think if I was to potentially if I was to get involved that would be one that I might be might be tempted towards um although as we said there are some there are some markets that I, I kind of gravitate towards when it comes to the spreads, um, yeah. which are namely uh, the, the two that I really like. And that's kind of cross sport. But in, in boxing, especially uh, the fight minutes. Yeah. Um, talk us through that.
0: So fight minutes and is sort of a more complex version of a total round. It's how many minutes are going to be in the fight before before it ends. How long is it going to last? Um, so the minimum here is 1 and then a 12 round 3 minute fight is 36 it doesn't matter who wins for this market it's how long is it going to last so if you think it's going to go to the judges it's going to go to points it's going to last a full 12 you'd you'd buy at 23 and you you know the maximum would be 36 there so that's 13 points you'd win if it went beyond 23 minutes every three every minute it goes past that 23rd minute you you are winning money, um, so that that's, that's quite a popular one. But for for us especially, it's at the moment it's selling minutes. People think that the, the fight is not going to last twenty two oh, really? minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's
1: somewhere that's under seven. Seven, seven rounds.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah okay. So if it if it if it gets obviously to you know seven seven twenty one, you know, but then obviously if it starts going over that, you're losing. For every minute your stake by the minute yeah. yeah yeah by the minute so then it possibly becomes more and more excruciating for you but if you know for these especially these heavyweight fights with if it they you know if they start scrapping early on or big shots are landed early on your your excitement levels really high especially if you sold because you could be in you know it could end at that minute and you've 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 sold at 22 say so it, it, it ends in the third you you could be winning you know it could settle at 8 at a seven you're and you're winning that time's stake. but as it gets closer and closer to the spread of 22 23 it's like it's nail biting time whichever way you've you if you've bought or sold at that point it's a good one if you don't fancy either fighter but you fancy the points or ko is is how i is how i describe it
1: am i right in saying this is uh, one of the most highest volatility markets of, of the lot isn't it
0: for a spread yes yeah yeah Obviously, the binaries are volatile in the fact they can be naught or 100, but your stake sure. is probably a lot less than it would be for a fight minutes. And minutes is obviously a more volatile version of total rounds.
1: I think you'd have to be pretty brave to to go big either way on the fight minutes. I'm, I'm, you kind of say maybe, maybe under, um, maybe sell the, the 22, but... It's that's that's tr- the way everyone's going. It's a tricky fight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Total rounds then, this is the... As you say, this is the slightly less volatile, let's say, um, version of the, the minutes. And this is the equivalent of uh, the spread equivalent of total rounds over under on, on right. fixed odds, right? So here you're selling at 7.5 and buying at 8. Yeah. So I think if I've got this right, then you're you're buying at 8, you could potentially get to a, ma- a make-up of 12. Um, right. Right. So if it goes the distance and you bought at 8, you win four times your stake. So... Yeah. So twenty quid stake, you you win eighty quid for it going the distance, yeah.
0: Correct, yeah, and the the minimum make so the minimum result would be one one round. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it's it's again, this is a popular one for us. It's you send you tend to see obviously bigger stakes because it's less volatile. But again, it's people it's people selling at seven and a half. They don't think it's going to go to to the eighth round. Effectively, they don't think it's going to go
1: beyond that. Um, and, and presumably that's exactly the way it went in the in the first fight as well. Correct,
0: yeah. The minutes have, have jumped up quite a bit since the last one. I mean, the minutes was 18.5, 19.5 last time, whereas now it's 22, 23. So the mm. fight is expected to go a little bit longer. The rounds, I think, was six and a half, seven, 7. And now it's seven and a half, eight. 8. Um, so it's just expected to be that little bit longer. But, you know, people might think Joshua needs to get Ruiz out early because... He hasn't got the lungs, or you know, whatever the, whatever their view is. There's a, there there is a market for you in in spreads. Effectively, again, you don't need to be right or wrong about who wins. It's just the total the total. Race. It's a, it's a, it's the same as a as a goals bet. It's the game is the same as a over under seven and a half rounds sort of bet. But you like you say it's it's the less volatile version of the minutes.
1: Um, and in a fight like this where people aren't sure either way and, and the spread is pitched pretty much in the, in the mid rounds, it's a bit easier to get on board with potentially where you've got than potentially a fight where you've got a, a really strong favorite and the, the sell price is at nine or something like that. And you say, well, okay, the favorite's going to win inside the first few rounds. Here, because the, the spread is pitched right in the middle, if it goes completely over or completely under it's not going to be the it, it's still it's still volatile of course but you might get closer to to the mark Correct. whereas yeah. whereas if you've got i don't know a, i'm trying to think like a wilder versus brazil or something like that and that fight gets into the 11 and you've sold it i don't know what that was six nine Something probably, like that, probably less, yeah. Yeah, um, you suddenly you you start um, watching the fight through your through your fingers, don't
0: you? Yeah, so like the the the, the big one for five minutes is when you get someone like Daniel Dubois, and he's in for a ridiculous early mm-hmm. KO, and you're buying fight, you're, you know, your, your five minutes quote is four and a half five. You're saying it's not going to go two rounds, and you've got to be, you know, I think you've got to be pretty brave to to sell at four and a half because it could, you know, could effectively make up 36 again. And I mean, it, not the way he's going, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So the way the way I'd say is the rounds is, is just a simple one point for every round that happens. A Minutes is three times more volatile because obviously there's three minutes in a round. Um, so if you were thinking of backing on the minutes, I'd maybe calculate your stake to be a third of what you would if you were to lose you know, on rounds, if you were On the rounds, yeah,
1: yeah I, that's, a good, um, that's a good rule of thumb, actually. That's, that,
0: that can be a pitfall. People think, oh, I would have, I don't know, £20 a round or 50 £100 a round. Oh, I'll have £33 a minute. Well, actually, uh, I think I'll have £50 a minute. And then you're in for, you know, a lot more volatile wins or losses. So it's just, it's something to be aware of, especially if you're starting out. If you're, if you're starting, I'd definitely start small. And work out what your worst case would be.
1: If I'm a newcomer then to to sporting mm-hmm. index and I'm 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 looking at this, and I'm confused. You know, it's, it's a completely different layout from what I'd see at a, a, a normal bookmakers. I've got these buy sell buy prices and these sell um, kind of quotes in front of me. Does the does the website give me pointers? Is, is, is there an explanation of, of what to do as you go for those guys who are thinking, eh, how, how do I get, how do I do this?
0: So on our website, we do have a training center. Right, If you scroll right to the bottom of the website, there's a training center that will talk you through how spread betting works. Um, if you're looking at the Joshua Ruiz fight, on the left-hand side of each market, there's a little eye icon, a little information icon that tells you how points are awarded for that market. So, for example, the binary is the hundred index. If he wins the match, it's hundred. If any other result, zero. It always tells you what they could be. At the moment, as well, there is a, a hundred-pound introductory offer. So, if you sign up to a new client to support an index, get a hundred pounds into your account, which is yours to do with as you wish. Any losses over a hundred, you'd be liable for. But any profit over the hundred is yours, and that lasts seven days. Um, so, you know, if you were thinking of opening one to have a to have a bet on the Joshua Ruiz, you know, you, you you're basically getting a hundred pound free bet.
1: I think that's a nice kind of safety net as well, isn't it? Correct. You, correct. You say, oh, if I did, oh, if I did mess this up, uh, I know exactly what I do next time, and you've got that insurance of the. And also, well, if you yeah. if,
0: if you didn't want to say you didn't want to deposit anything because you weren't sure what to do, and you you wanted to buy Anthony Joshua for seventy two, you have that hundred pound. So if you bought for a pound at 72, you'd lose 72 pound of that promo balance if he lost. So you're not liable for any loss there, but that's what you need to be careful about working out stakes. You wouldn't want to have, you know, a 10 pound bet at 72 with a hundred pound. They wouldn't let you anyway. It would ask you to deposit because you have sure. to have a, the worst case scenario. Um, but it's, it's like you say, it's a good safety buffer. If, if you were just looking to have, you know, a little, an exciting one for this for this big fight.
1: So there you go, um, hundred pound free spread bet on Ruiz Joshua. Um, if you are interested to have a go, um, Tom. If we just go down further down to the, let's look at the victory, um, the method of victory markets. Uh, what what kind of action are you seeing on those?
0: Uh, all Joshua, all buying Joshua on the KO. So Joshua to win inside the distance, effectively, um, with a buy price of fifty five. No 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 one really no one fancying Ruiz at points at four and a half, nine, no one really buying that, but a little little bit of business of Ruiz on the KO. Um, with buys buys at twenty seven. So yeah, similar to the last fight but a lot different quotes Because AJ was like eighty three to buy by KO last time I believe, by the time the fight went off. Yeah. So that's all you know, that's almost one to five. Um Effectively in a fixed odds, and these are all binary markets. So it's zero, a hundred. It, it happens. It doesn't happen. You win. You lose. It's not a. These aren't spread spread markets. In effect, these are binaries.
1: And you fully expect that the the Russia money throughout fight week will be more on the on the KF for Joshua, and certainly on the on the binary. Outright? For us,
0: for us, definitely, yeah, it will, yeah. I think it will pretty much continue to be with Joshua and sales of minutes and total rounds. So, people are expecting, expecting a shorter fight than last time um, and Joshua to win by KO. Uh, yeah, you, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see which way the market goes. Um,
1: well, it's really interesting as well, considering that you're, the question I asked you at the start and said, what's your prediction? Yeah, and it's really yeah, the diff- same way again.
0: It's, it's difficult, especially mm. for in like, my sort of position i don't really i don't mind the business this way but the point is you've got a you can have, you can have a view but you've got to make it attractive you're listening to the boxing betting show
1: moving on then tom to the uh some of the round permutations looking at the group round betting that you've got here the shorter prices are with are with joshua um and it looks early. How is the, how is the market playing out
0: here? Yeah, same again. It's it's a lot of the a lot of business on the seven to nine actually for Joshua. So it's another zero hundred binary market. Okay. If he wins in round seven to nine, it makes up a hundred. If it's any other result, it makes up zero. So seeing quite a lot of buys at twenty in this seven to nine there, and quite a bit of um, Ruiz late actually ten to twelve. So at five and a half to buy two to sell. So there's quite a lot of business on the on the buy of Ruiz there
1: that's really interesting, considering how the first fight went and how 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 gassed Joshua was frankly um to see some kind of popularity going on to Joshua mid late and then Ruiz very late sort of bucks that trend, doesn't it him later
0: yeah i i I don't know if it's people now expecting Joshua to maybe slow down, preserve a bit of energy. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's just, a. oh, Ruiz will win. If it goes 10-12, to 12, Ruiz will win because Joshua will be gassed. I, I'm not sure why, but that's, that seems to be, you know, if you're not backing, if people aren't backing Joshua on this market, they're backing Ruiz late.
1: What do you make of the, the notion then that Joshua can win this fight um, kind of staying away from trouble completely? Do you think that's possible that he can literally box on the back foot 12 rounds jab his way
0: from what i've seen i don't think that's possible for joshua i think there's there's a little bit in him I, i don't necessarily think he's the best at avoiding punches he's not great on the back foot but i also think there's a little bit in him that when he gets hit he wants to hit you back he seems a bit of a you know a bit of a brawler sort of you didn't hurt me i'm gonna hurt you type type of fighter he doesn't seem to be able to okay you've landed a good jab you've landed a good right you know I'm going to step back, keep the distance. He doesn't seem that way. Um, Certainly, in
1: the first sight, he was kind of trying, to, really trying to force the issue, wasn't correct, he? After, yeah. after that knockdown, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just—I think that's just the way. He—he's obviously—he's obviously a big heavyweight, Joshua. Not necessarily in, you know, um, not necessarily in weight, but just size. He's—he likes to, you know, keep, put that over people. So he likes to get on top of them. He likes to land the big power punches likes the up you know likes the uppercut I just don't know if he can avoid Ruiz's quick hands I mean he couldn't avoid them first fight so
1: and I don't think there's any doubt about who the better fighter is on the on the inside as well right it's, correct yeah. You know, yeah yeah okay yeah. um we're gonna look next at one of the more interesting markets on the on the round betting when it comes to spreads um, which is the stoppage handicap Anthony Joshua and Ruiz sell at 11 Buy at twelve point five. The stoppage handicap minus seven point five rounds. Talk us through that, Tom. How does how that one work?
0: So it's done on it's done on whole rounds. So if the fight, so this is this is the stoppage handicap. Effectively, minus seven so less than seven rounds. So um, it's a maximum makeup of twenty five, a zero makeup of zero, a minimum makeup of zero. Sorry, the way it works is because it's a uh, less than seven. If the fight were to finish before the 7th round, it would make up 25. If the fight ends in round 7, it makes up 10. If it's after uh, round 7, it's 0. Obviously, that would change. Say that was stoppage handicap minus 9 rounds. It would be 25 if it finished before round 9, 10 if it finished round nine, zero if it finished after round 9. This is effectively saying... With a buy price of sort of twelve and a half, you're kind of you're, you're saying that if you buy at twelve and a half and it ends in round seven, you're getting ten points. So if you fancy an early stoppage at twelve and a half, you're getting twelve and a half points if it finishes before that, because the difference between twelve and a half and twenty five. Again, this is all it's buyers, a lot of people buying at the twelve and a half, thinking it's going to finish before round seven.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's, it's that's the, that's the way our, our clients seem to be going
1: at the moment when, when you say 12 and a half points potential that's that's 12 and a half times your stake potentially that you could correct. be winning winning correct. or losing there okay yeah.
0: that's quite a good one actually being at 12 and a half it's bang in the middle of the makeup so it can be 25 or 0 so you know you can win or lose 12 and a half times your stake is effectively even money to finish before round 7 is is how you translate that to a fixed odds if you're, if you're sure it's going to finish before Round 7, but it finishes in Round 7, you were just a little bit wrong. You've got the 10, you only lose 2.5. A, um, a lot of people aren't backing it for the, the 10 points. They're backing yeah. it for the 25. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not punished as severely for being, you know, a round out. If it finishes in 7 instead of 6, you're getting 10 instead of 25. If it finishes in 8, you're still getting 0.
1: Yeah. Okay. So again, the action there is all is all one way. Um, yeah. It's
0: all buys. All buys at twelve and a half. Interesting, is Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who wins, for that market. It's it's a literally the fight will end before round seven, for effect, effectively what is even money. You know, twelve and a half times, your stake. If it if it does, twelve and a half times. If it goes beyond.
1: And how does the popularity on that market compare to say the the total rounds, um, that we looked at?
0: Um. People, people tend to prefer the total rounds because once this is past seven, there's no, there's no result, it's zero. So there's no, you know, there's no way you can limit your loss effectively. If you, if you've bought that at 12 and a half and it gets to round eight, that market's done for you now. It's, it's a zero makeup regardless. Whereas the total rounds, you know, if you're buying at eight, for example, if it, uh, sorry, if you're selling at seven and a half, and it make you know ends in the ninth. You've lost one and a half times, so yeah. you, you're not being punished as severely as you would in the stoppage handicap, which would just make up zero if when it goes past that seventh round.
1: But you are foregoing that twelve and a half times make up that you were correct. On correct. The, yeah, so okay.
0: you're, you're get you're just getting a point for every round it goes. Whereas this, you're getting twelve and a half points if you if you if you were right, it finished before round seven.
1: And Tom, so where else are you seeing the where else are you seeing the money then on the on the round market? Is there a particular fancy that people are, are kind of backing?
0: Um, I'm, it's again, it's people. So the way the round market works is, um, if the boxer wins the fight, so if the name boxer wins the fight, you get ten points. If he, if you name the correct round to say you backed Joshua in round ten. The quote is 9-11. If he wins the fight in any other round or on points or anything, it makes up 10, so you'd lose one. times your state. if he wins in round 10, you get 100, so you'd get you'd get the 89 difference between 100 and 11. Um, it's similar to the group betting actually. We're seeing small, little bets or not, you know, on Ruiz 10, 11, and 12. Because the quotes there are three and a half, five and a half, or three five, three five. Um, so if Ruiz wins and you've backed the five in round eleven, the difference between five and ten, you're getting five times your stake. If he knocks him out in round eleven, you're getting ninety-five times your stake. So we're seeing little, you know, few people buying Ruiz because possibly they think he's going to win the fight, and if he is going to win it, he's going to win it in ten, eleven, twelve. If if they've bought at eleven, you know, if they've bought in round eleven at five and he knocks him out in round ten, they've still got the five points for him winning the fight, the difference between five and ten, even though they were a round out.
1: The round betting, what I really like about this is this is one of the markets where you can really make a well make a case. I don't you can you can outright say this is actually more interesting and, and certainly more appealing and maybe even fairer to the to the punter yeah. choosing a choosing a spread than it is a, a fixed odds. Because if I'm Let's say I'm going to choose a prize here at random. If I say I'm going to take Joshua in round, uh, round eleven, actually, so I could buy that at ten. Yep. Um If I'm a fixed odds punter and I choose Joshua around eleven at whatever price that would be, if he doesn't win around eleven, I lose my bet. I lose a hundred percent of my my stake, and that that's done for me. Correct. Here, if he wins, if he, he wins, if he wins fight, yeah. yeah, if he wins the fight, I get my ten.
0: So you, but, you effectively would win or lose nothing.
1: If I get it right, I, I win ninety times your stake, correct? Ninety times my stake, which is.
0: And if he loses, if he loses, you'd lose ten times your stake because it would make up zero. So it's it's kind of a good one if you if you think the fighter is going to win the fight, you know, you you'd buy because even Joshua's sort of shortest rounds five, six, seven, eight. You're buying at 13 and a half. Mm. So if he wins the fight, but he doesn't win in those rounds, you're losing three and a half times your stake. You know, so you were you were right in Joshua's going to win, but you were, you picked the wrong round. You're only being, you're only t- losing three and a half times. If he wins in those rounds, you're winning the difference between 13 and a half, which the quote is, and 100. The other way to look at it is if you if you don't think Joshua is going to win in round 11, or he's going to win the fight, you could sell. At eight, if he does win the fight, but it's not in round eleven, you're only losing two times your stake. If he loses the fight, you're you're winning eight times your stake. So that you can go either way on any spread market, and you know there's a case for either side, I guess.
1: If you're selling there at eight and he loses, you've won eight
0: times your stake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um... But
0: then, if he goes on to win in round eleven. You'll lose the ninety-two because it, it, that market will make up a hundred, and you've sold at eight, so you'll lose ninety-two times your
1: stake. That's your worst-case scenario. So yeah,
0: you get, you get, you do, you do get the odd sellers. So, so all these are traded in play. So say he knocks him down, Reeves knocks Joshua down in round four, but you don't think it's going to end in round four. You think it's going to go in eight. That price will jump from four six up because he's more likely to win the fight. But he's also more likely to win in that round. But if you think that that was a, you know, a, a lucky knockdown or whatever that price would then be sellable to you because you think Well Ruiz isn't gonna win and he isn't gonna win in this round. These things move, you know, quite rapidly in play. And things like the earlier markets, like uh fight minutes in total rounds, don't move as the fight progresses. Because obviously there's there's less time in the fight or you know, if we're 10 minutes into the fight, you, you, the minimum make-up then, if it finished right that second, would be 10. If you, in, you know, the quote would be a lot higher than it was at the start of the fight because we're 10 minutes in, unless something drastic has happened in that first, you know, three three rounds or whatever. These things all move. It's all exciting. You know, you're not, like you said, you're not dead and buried. If something hasn't happened by round seven, there's, you know, chance he could end it two rounds later and you've lost... That stake, or you've won that stake if you backed over. It's all,
1: yeah. I, I think that's what I like, and I said it earlier. But it's always, it's kind of always in play, which is the, the beauty of it, really, isn't it? It's you're, yeah. you're either, unless you backed a you know a binary or something like that. It's, yeah. you've yeah. always got a chance to win more. You've always got a chance to potentially cut your losses, or if you know, if yeah, or, or
0: yeah. go in again. say you bought five minutes at twenty-three, and we get to the fifteenth minute, and nothing's happened the spread price will have moved up, the quote now will have moved up. So you can either cash out by selling at the new quote or if you think it's gonna go the whole way, you could buy again and, you know, move your, I guess, average position up. So if you bought a twenty three to start and I don't know, six minutes into the fight you think Joshua's back foot in this, he's just jabbing him away, it's gonna go the thirty six. You could buy again to move your your quote up. So obviously you'd be You'd be increasing your stake, but you'd be moving your quote up. Does that make sense? Yep, yep. Your average position. Um, so you could you could potentially reward yourself for being doub- doubly
1: right, if that e- makes even sense. Even more right, it does, Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um Tom, then, if you were to give someone some advice on you know, brand new to spread and they wanted to get involved this weekend on the big fight, how would they kind of go about that? Where, where would be the best place to get involved? So
0: depends whether they would be sort of, risk averse or risk aware. if you're risk aware I think the market for you is probably total rounds mm-hmm. if you don't fancy a particular fighter or a particular method of victory in which case you could do the binary because that's quite a clear 0 hundred if you know that's that's quite easy to work out for yourself like the the potential loss or the potential win um, if you wanted a a spread bet an example for uh, I'd, I'd probably start with something like total rounds because you have yeah. a cheer you have a cheer throughout the whole fight then if you wanted a bit saying a bit more volatile i would go for minutes um again like you said there's always you're always something to cheer there every every punch means something every minute means something um that's where i would start and as for advice i'd say work out what you'd be willing to lose for the for the for the bet and what your worst case scenario would be so what the worst case makeup would be for that market so for total rounds the the worst case would be one minutes would be one so the difference between whatever you bought or sold at and the minimum maximum makeup depending on which way you've gone i would definitely work out what your what your most extreme scenario is for these and this is where it's quite good as a as an introduction to spreads because Minutes make up 36 rounds Mm. make up 12. It's not there is no plus there is no minus. You know, like the supremacy can go minus unless you have a particular view or you know you've you've had a few spread bets before you completely understand it. I would maybe stay away from from supreme. Um, The Joshua over is at 811 just because people sometimes get tripped up by the minus makeups. It
1: can kind of completely reverse on you. Correct. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they so you know say Ruiz knocks him out round one. That makes up minus minus 46. You've lost 57 times your stake because you've bought at 11 because you thought Joshua was going to win inside the distance. That that becomes then a very expensive. You know that becomes quite a complex market for someone who's new. Um, but if you if you're a fixed odds punter and you fancy something a bit different than the binaries are very similar to fixed odds in that you either win or lose that's that's and i I, if if you haven't got an account i'd open one up and kind of work out your staking plan so that you don't you couldn't lose more than the original hundred pounds that is given that i think that's a great way to get into
1: yeah i I agree and like you said you've got this hundred pounds to play with for um new accounts so obviously you can't withdraw that but that's that's yours for seven days I think I'm right in saying
0: correct yeah so the bets so it, have to settle in seven days so okay um, and what,
1: what happens to my winnings then Tom with the with the new account so
0: they, they will be withdrawable after seven days so okay. after the seven days whatever you've won over the hundred pounds or sorry with the hundred pound is
1: is yours no wagering requirements yeah. or anything like
0: that no, not for spreads no fantastic
1: okay there we go um Tom Lepanko, thanks so much for joining us. It's been, for um, me. been fun. That was Tom Lepanko, head of boxing at Sporting Index, taking the time to join me on the show. To round off, I just wanted to say thanks, actually, um, not only to Tom, of course, but to all of those who have been listening in over the past weeks and months. To be honest, the feedback has been better than I, I ever imagined it would be. Um, and I'm incredibly grateful for everyone who does take the time to listen in every fortnight or however often I, I pop up with these Uh, I hope it's been entertaining. I hope you've been um, kind of learning something and making some money as well. And we'll continue to bring that to you um, into the new year as well. As always, do gamble responsibly this weekend. um, And most importantly, do enjoy the fight. It should be a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye.